you're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with some of the most passionate, hardworking, and limitless thinkers on this earth who have a story to share, a brand that inspires, or a fire inside of them to live life on their own terms. The intention behind each episode is simple. And that's to include you in these conversations so that you can learn, apply, and grow in your own life and in your business. If I can share one quick secret with you before we begin, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. But perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. Tuning into Visionary Life will help you dust off the limiting beliefs you carry around so that you can begin to create your own most visionary life. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hey, visionaries. Welcome back. It is Kelsey here. This is one of the final episodes of season seven. It's almost time to take a pause and to decide whether or not I should continue with hosting the Visionary Life podcast. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I've made my decision. There will, of course, be a season eight because honestly, I can't imagine ever giving up this show. It's been a four-year labor of love, and I really do enjoy every single minute of recording these shows and hosting them and connecting with the guests and really connecting with all of the listeners. However, right now, I may need to press pause for a couple of weeks to finish updating the show and getting ahead with new guest interviews and really just creating all of the content for you so that we can have an amazing show in the months moving forward. Also, I want to explore ways to improve the show each season. So I need some time to reflect on what I can do to make the Visionary Life podcast even better. And of course, I love hearing from you, the visionary community. So if there's anything you'd like to share, some constructive feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out. You guys, the listeners, are literally the reason I do this show, the reason I keep coming back for more. So if there's anything on your mind in terms of how we can be better, do not hesitate to touch base with me. In fact, I want to get to know more of you and see what you're interested in hearing about. So if you're open to it, I'd love for you to email me at hello at kelseyridle.com and we can find a time to chat. And I would love to just hear more about what you are interested in when you look for a podcast. So again, send me a note, hello at K-E-L-S-E-Y-R-E-I-D-L.com and we'll find a time to chat. So today's episode is something new and something fun that we've never done before. We're checking in with past podcast guests to see how the past 12 months have been for them. And obviously with a global pandemic, things have been anything but normal, but that's what we expect as entrepreneurs, right? We expect constant change, constant pivoting. It is inevitable. So I really wanted to circle back with these five entrepreneurs and hear about how the year went. So these are all people that you will remember from our last Spotlight Bracebridge series. So you're going to hear me chat with Jed and Kurt. They were so fun to chat with the first time around. So I'd highly recommend going back to listen to that podcast. And they are this like power entrepreneurial duo. 
You'll hear from Crystal Darling. She is actually the owner of a boutique retail shop in Bracebridge, and she's also the person I bought my wedding dress from at Darling Bridal. We'll hear from Tanya List, our amazing creative artist and designer and florist. Steph Dunn, who has had massive, massive changes and growth with their company, Beat the Wheat. And we'll also hear from Claire Jordan, and she is the owner and founder of Cala House of Color, a beautiful retail shop in Bracebridge. So I'm going to be asking them, what have been some of the changes you've experienced in the last year? What are some proud moments or milestones that you want to celebrate about yourself? Because we don't do that enough. I'm asking them what's been working well and how the community can rally and continue to support uh, their business, especially as we continue to see this pandemic unfold. And you know what? Before we dive in, I actually thought I would take a minute. I haven't really done a solo episode in a long time, but I wanted to let you know what's going on here at Visionary HQ by answering some of the same questions that I asked of my guests. So I thought this would be a fun way for you to kind of get to know me a little better, what's been going on in my life. And if you're interested in hearing my responses, just stay tuned. If you want to go right into the episode, that's totally cool as well. Just skip forward about 10 minutes. So here we go. Let's dive in with me answering the questions that you're going to hear our five entrepreneurs answer. So first one, what have been some of the biggest challenges you've experienced or made in the past 12 months? So I would say one of the biggest changes I've needed to make was simplifying my business in order to scale up. So really understanding who the visionary method is for, who my marketing mastery is for, and not being afraid to really hone in on that. I have to remind myself every day, even though I coach my, um, you know, Uh, private clients and students through this, that you have to niche down and it's okay to speak to a very small audience because when you know exactly who you can serve, you attract those exact dream clients. And then you're not spreading yourself so thin trying to work with everybody. So for me, in order to scale up my business now, really I'm in um, this critical phase where I have... I have a full business, right? Like I have a full roster of clients, but I want to scale beyond myself. I want to imagine new companies and new ways that I can continue to grow the visionary brand. But I can't do that if there's too many complexities and if we're trying to work with too many people. So that's one of the challenges. Um, I guess the other challenge I've experienced is defining a work week. Um, I've made some posts about this before, but Ever since I moved to a small town, uh, I've definitely seen that work is not the same as it is as living in a big city like Toronto or say New York or LA. People in the town that I live in, they don't work themselves to the bone. They don't work long hours necessarily. And as an entrepreneur, I can control my schedule and I've kind of started to adjust to that, that I don't have to hustle, hustle, hustle all of the time. And so... My motivation is very high for my business. Like most people know that I do have a pretty strong work ethic, but I will say that I've struggled with this idea that I need to work a 40 hour week and then feeling guilty if I only put in 30 hours, knowing that those 30 hours were very strategic, right? Like I'm often, um, 
working hard in the time that I am at my laptop, but then if I take a Friday off or if I take an afternoon off, somehow the guilt starts to set in like, oh, you should be sitting at your computer right now. And that's a something that I need to work through, that maybe a work week as an entrepreneur can look like however you want it to be. <laughs> Um, the other thing that's been challenging is many of, you know, my mom passed away in July and it still feels surreal to me. And as a business owner, like I, I can take as much time or as little time as I need off. Um, but definitely my motivation was shaken for a bit and I just wanted to be outdoors, enjoying my life, um, not sitting down here alone in my office Um, But it really did show me that, you know, sometimes having a distraction like my business is actually the best possible thing. I love pouring into the podcast. I love pouring into my clients and improving the visionary method and all that stuff. So, you know, that's been a challenge, but it is what it is. Um, Let's talk about some of the biggest changes I've made in the past 12 months. I would say the two biggest changes are asking for more help. So I have two amazing, amazing assistants. Uh, One, Alex, is our TVM program manager. She deals with all things visionary method and is really my right-hand visionary. And Anna is our content manager. So she manages all of the weekly blog posts. And so that's been amazing. That change has been super positive because it removes me from the need to uh, do these things that were constantly falling to the side of my to-do list. Uh, the other change is that we added private marketing coaching. A lot of people were coming to me requesting a marketing coach, and I'm so thrilled to be able to offer that now. Um, as many of you know, I came from the corporate world in marketing, had a chance to learn from some really huge uh, top hand health health food companies in Canada. Can you tell it's Monday morning? <laughs> um, and it's been really fun to be able to help small businesses, medium-sized businesses to grow their business using a formal marketing strategy. So how we connect with more and more clients. Um, let's talk about a proud moment or milestone that I want to celebrate. I would say couple of them would be um, the partnerships that I have made. So I've been doing marketing trainings for the Female Startup Club, which has been so fun. I love connecting with other female founders. And I also got to do a marketing training for a business coaching community called Archangel. Um, And they have entrepreneurs in the five-figure, six-figure, seven-figure range, and people who are just starting to dream about their business. So really fun to deliver a marketing training and hear the positive feedback. So... Um, I think that that's it for me answering the questions. I do want to just give you a quick reminder that if you've been thinking about joining the visionary method, if you're listening to this episode, when it drops, you literally have like maybe one or two days, uh, before our epic bonuses run out. So the visionary method right now is, uh, on sale, $200 off. And you're also going to be able to get your first call with me in right this week And we will sit down, chat, explore your business idea. And this is a total bonus on top of all of the other calls that you will get. 
Uh, so if you want to start your online business with us beginning September 8th, that means you'll have your business launched before the end of 2021. We want to be your complete solution to starting and growing this biz. So in other words, if you have an idea for a side hustle or a passion project or a full-time business, we have the tools, templates, and coaching to get you going. And many people are finding their first client within the first eight weeks. They're having sold out launches. They are able to replace their full-time income within a matter of months or a year or two. Okay. So, you know, if you're motivated to dive in right now, I want to invite you to join our weekly calls, move through the seven modules packed with all these essential bonus growth tips. Um, and I want to help you generate sales. I've got fast cash strategies and, you know, really the entire framework to help you grow. So our promise is that you can stay inside our community until you generate your first 50,000 in revenue. Whether it takes you four months or a year, we're here to support you and we'd love to invite you into the visionary community. So you can just head to KelseyRidal.com and click the big red banner along the top and that'll take you right to signing up or learning more about the visionary method. Okay, so that's it for the intro. Let's dive right in. Again, we're going to be hearing from Jed and Kurt, serial entrepreneurs, founder of the Muskoka Marathon. They're also uh, the owners of the health food store and the Griffin Pub. We'll hear from Crystal Darling, Tanya List, Steph Dunn, and Claire Jordan. So if you enjoy the clips you hear, be sure to listen to the full episodes, which are all linked in the show notes. Or if you scroll way back in the archives, you can find them. They are from last summer, so the summer of 2020. So let's dive right in and I will see you guys soon. All right. So during our first mini segment, I'll be catching up with Jed and Kurt. You were some of our favorite podcast guests from last season's uh, spotlight on Bracebridge. So thanks for returning today. You are the childhood friends turned multi-passionate business partners who are the power duo behind Muskoka Natural Foods, the Griffin Pub, the Muskoka Marathon, which is new, and many other exciting business ventures. So thanks for coming back, you guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, excited to be here. Amazing. So let's kick off this mini uh, podcast episode by having you guys just remind our listeners of all of the different business ventures that you have your hands in. So give us a recap. Okay, so we started, we have a pub. It was our first business together uh, in Bracebridge, a tiny music and craft beer and foodie place uh, that's still going strong. And that uh, opened us up to a world of uh, eventing, which is mostly beer-based for us. So events, bars at larger scale events, beer festivals that we've, uh, we've planned, um, which takes up a lot of our, our time and energy, which obviously haven't been happening for a year. Yeah. Um, and through that, we uh, expanded our horizons into the natural food business. And we have the Muskoka Natural Food Market, Bracebridge. And... Um, and through the healthy living lifestyle uh, that we learned all about, we decided to start uh, the Muskoka Marathon. So, so fun. Um, and while we're on the Muskoka Marathon, you did run it last year and it is happening again this year. Can you tell us some details of what to expect if somebody is an outdoor enthusiast and they've been looking for an adventure for the 2021 calendar season? What is the Muskoka Marathon? Well, it's a, it's a run that runs along uh, one of the most scenic routes in Muskoka. It's right along the Muskoka River, starting at Santa's Village and uh, running down to Wellington Street and then turning on to Beaumont Drive and running right to Kirby's Beach. 
and back. Um, you're basically along the riverside the entire run. It's very flat. It's very runner friendly. It's been uh, accredited to be one of Canada's only Boston Marathon qualifiers. Um, wow. Um, it's got uh, a lot going for it. It's a, it's just a beautiful run, runner friendly. Um, we we saw a lot of elite runners last year uh, because it was one of the only races that actually ran a, a live event. We had a lot of logistics to work out, which uh, which revolved around one runner leaving every minute. <laughs> so it was uh, it was long days, but um, we got through it and. We saw some broken records. We saw some people uh, featured in running magazines from their uh, experience there. Um, we had a lot of positive feedback and our goal is to grow this event and grow this race into something uh, monumental for our town. Um, and we're already on that trajectory because this year it's, it's already grown um, quite extensively. Um, we're hoping that the province uh, allows us to open it up to unlimited numbers. And we're, what we're doing is we're allowing people to sign up with a fully refundable ticket um, up to Labor Day so that we can, you know, watch the province and how we do with our rules so that we can uh, have more runners come out and enjoy this race. That is so awesome. And I am definitely going to be an advocate for this marathon because uh, first of all, Muskoka is one of the most beautiful places in the world. And I don't like, was there anything in existence that was already in competition with the marathon? Or is this like the first time that there's an official marathon happening in the area? The first time. Um, cool. And we, we felt like there was a big opportunity because anybody who had an existing race, the numbers were so low last fall, even though we were kind of open, it was, it was, you know, 50, a hundred, like bouncing back and forth around those numbers. Well, existing races have thousands of people. So they just canceled outright. Yeah. Where we just said, well, we can do a multi-day event and work with the health department to keep it a small field. And it's just year one to learn and have a good time and give people a good experience. And it sold out. And this year we've sold out two weekends back to back. And we are selling these refundable tickets now as well. And yeah. hope is that everybody can run the same weekend. Uh, if they can't, then we'll do two small races over two weekends. Away we go. Awesome. In, the in the future of, of allowing us to bring our event experience to the, the pre and post marathon uh, is going to be something to look forward to in the future where we'll have, you know, a beer garden and a concert and a, an expo where people can learn about running. And, and that's kind of the hope for us for, uh, for our fall calendar moving forward. Mm -hmm. I love all the synergies between your businesses, right? Like at the end of the marathon, you could have the beer pub, right? Bringing that atmosphere and that energy, the live music, but then also bringing in maybe like the healthy foods and just like the good nourishment at the end. So it's like mm -hmm. this perfect synergy, which is really cool. Um, I'm curious, besides executing the first ever Muskoka marathon, is there another proud moment or milestone from the past 12 months whether small or big that you guys want to celebrate like in our business lives I in don't your know. business. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, the store had a, like an amazing year. It's best year ever. Amazing. Uh, we always joke that, uh, you know, beer and pubs are recession proof, Yep. but we're not in a recession. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> you want to know what's bulletproof in a pandemic is grocery. Yeah. And so we, we did some patting on our backs saying, you know, it was nice to invest some of that beer money that we, we started making with our events into a health food store that now is carrying the water for our 
you know, our empire. Um, so it feels pretty great to, to have that and have those people coming to work every day when the pub and events side, those, there's just nothing. It's just mostly closed for most of the little past 12 months. Mm-hmm. How have you guys maintained motivation through such a tumultuous year? Like, has there been days when you've totally dipped as business owners and just been like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this hole? Like, how do you stay inspired? I think that this year, both of us, at the same time decided to build houses and with a, with with having our businesses shut it kind of allowed us time to focus on personal lives and personal that 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 side of things and i don't know how in the world we would have done it if there wasn't a pandemic <laughs> so that there's there's yeah. that i mean i guess i i totally understand how people can start feeling um not motivated. And I felt that for sure. Um, days where you think about what you would have been doing if things were open. Um, I think about what inspired me two years ago, um, and kept me driven through the beautiful days of summer was, uh, you know, going to the CNE and working, um, my most favorite event and, and knowing that, you know, I'm going to be around 50, 60 people that are, are my crew and, and we're going to, you know, kick ass all day. And, and knowing that that's not going to happen is, is quite defeating and trying to keep, keep motivated is, is very tough, but, um, you know, sinking your teeth into another project, like after year one, it was the marathon. It was like, okay, we're not doing this CNE. We got to do something big. We got to do something that's going to take everything we got. And for me, that was running and it was just run, 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 think about the marathon, get it done. And this year it's, it's been all about building a house and and keeping the family together. And, and I I think, you know, I am very, very excited though, to get, to get things back and moving with our, with our events. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I think like you guys are both so entrepreneurial by nature. So to kind of have that taken away and like your businesses are shut down and to not have something to channel all your energy into, that would have been like, you know, the death of the entrepreneur. So to have that house project, I'm sure like saved your sanity in a way, because you could just pour into that while there was nothing else to do. That's definitely like a a weird feeling when you're so much of your identity and your time is wake up. Okay. I'm going to work. I've got a health food store that takes X number of hours. I've got a pub that takes X number of hours. I have this events company that takes X number of hours. We play weddings and corporate gigs on the side as musicians that takes X number of hours of planning and weekends. Mm -hmm. And you take three of the four things off your plate and you can't, there isn't even an option to do them. So it's not like, well, if I'm creative with the pub, I can open it. No, you can't. It's just gone. Yep. And so you have this, I feel like I struggled last spring where it's like, okay, I've got time. Should I be at work? Am I, should I be here for the eight hours still, even though my to-do list only has three things, not 10 mm-hmm. and retraining yourself to go home at lunch because they don't need you any more than you're there no. and you're not really adding any value. So come back and add value to your children, come back and add value to your house build, come back and add value to helping your mom at the cottage, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's kind of, just realigning your sights for the year. And Jed and I both did quite a bit of the, the schooling with our kids, which is yep. rewarding and terrible. And <laughs> makes you appreciate our public school system and our teachers uh, a lot. Um, 
but seeing your kids thrive with the extra time they get with you and with the other uh, parents that, that are in their lives. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's downfalls, but yeah, a lot of good going on. And if you're a busy body, you okay. Absolutely. And maybe like your nervous system healed a little bit from that, like, go, 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 go. <laughs> or maybe it was just go, go, go in a different way. But yeah. yeah, I think, you know, a forced reset was what a lot of us needed. So mm-hmm. it's good to hear. Um, so as we wrap this up, I know people probably want to hear what's going on in the world of the Griffin pub and in the health food store and the Muskoka marathon, all that stuff. Like how can we best get in touch with all of your wonderful ventures? What's coming up? Anything exciting you want to share to wrap this up? Well, the pub is finally opening this Saturday. (laughs) The patio will be open. And, um, I know this will be happening in July, but the pub is open. So go there. (laughs) <laughs> we got we got a we got a big extension on our patio so we have lots of seating space uh, more than we've ever had before uh, which is pretty exciting um a fresh new start with a fresh new crew at the pub and uh the health food store is again patio open um by the time this airs probably the that the inside restaurant will be open as well which is very exciting um and the Muskoka Marathon uh, is going to be running October 2nd and 3rd, and tickets can be purchased and are fully refundable until Labor Day um, at muskokamarathon.com or look at Race Roster, and you can uh, look up Muskoka Marathon through that. You mean nobody had claimed the domain muskokamarathon.com? We did it. We did it. <laughs> that in itself is an accomplishment of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for catching up and we wish you all of the best as we enter into the summer season and uh, yeah, enjoy it. Great. Thanks, Thanks so Kelsey. much. All right. So during our second mini segment, I am catching up with Crystal Darling. You are the owner of Darling Bridal, where I've mentioned before I got my wedding dress. So I always have very fond memories. Um, You're also the owner of Belle's Boutique and you're a mama of two, a serial connoisseur, lover of all (laughs) things, style and fashion, really good follow on Instagram, but thanks for coming back and checking in with us, Crystal. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. Do you want to, in your own words, give the listeners a super quick recap of all of the different projects you have your hands in? <laughs> so always, we always have a lot on the go over here, but yeah, so I have a uh, clothing boutique, as you mentioned, um, we thankfully were able to launch our online store at the beginning of um, COVID. And so that's been great. Uh, Darling Bridal is as you mentioned, another project that I have. So we're kind of pivoting with that business. It's been an interesting year to say the least. So we have some things in the works there, but not quite sharing that yet. Um, and then I do have a personal blog and uh, that I focus a lot on motherhood and all of that madness. So yeah, we have a lot going on, but it's all fun. And this year has given me a lot to work on and think, think about and refocus a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, is that what we signed up for as entrepreneurs <laughs> and business owners is just constantly needing to figure out like, what is the next step? Because nothing is predictable. <laughs> so true. I feel like the word pivot needs to stop being used. I can't say it anymore. Like we are pivoting all around, but um, it's good. I think 
we have been able to kind of refocus and really like hone in on our brand and really figure out what's important to us, which is great. Um, and thankfully, thankfully we've had a lot of support. So Awesome. So I'm curious, I know the last year has been total mayhem for brick and mortar shop owners, but I'm wondering if there is a proud moment or just a milestone that you've reached small or big that you want to celebrate with our listeners. Um, I think just for us, even having, um, people come to our online forum, like has been so amazing and seeing people react to that in such a positive way. Um, I think we had our, what I think I was on sale number 2000 online. So yeah, that was pretty (laughs) exciting. Um, and very unexpected. So we don't talk about that a lot, but, um, definitely we're proud of where the business has come in the last year and even our following has grown so much on social media and yeah it's just great to have that kind of support that is incredible and congrats to you on 2000 sales like just to like reach those numbers it's like oh yeah we are impacting a lot of people through the work we do so it feels special for sure Um, on kind of the other end of the spectrum, I'm curious, what have been some of the biggest challenges that you have navigated as a business owner over the last year? Um, I think firstly, not really knowing how to, um, launch an online shop to that kind of capacity. So shipping and just all of those things were certainly um, not easy to navigate as well. I feel like especially having a new baby last June, I think um, for me, this has felt like even so much more work than just being in the shop because there's so many different hats you have to wear um, more so than even being just a business owner with brick and mortar shops. So um, that has been definitely a challenge. I don't think I've slept a lot in the last year, not just because of the baby, but um, yeah, it's challenging, but it's good. Awesome. Yeah. And you know what? Good for you for like pushing through as a new mom, as a business owner in a pandemic, like it's truly remarkable. And though you're not sleeping, I am curious, like, how do you stay inspired? How are you staying motivated and continuing to juggle all of these many balls that you have in the air? Definitely days that I don't feel motivated. Uh, but I would say like just the, um, Everyone that has continued to support us, I feel like that is motivation in itself. And people have been so receptive to like our content and just even to doing like giveaways and sales and things like that. And I think that's kept me kind of inspired and moving with the times. And yeah. I- yep. Yeah. It's the people, <laughs> the community around exactly. you, right? It's been so amazing. And you are really good at staying connected with your customers and building that community online. I'm curious, is there anything in particular that's been working really well in terms of marketing or promotion or just a tip you'd want to share with our listeners in terms of just staying connected? Yeah, I think making sure that um, you are responding to your customer. Like I get a lot of DMs in the day, but I make sure that every person is answered to the best of my ability. Um, I think as well as a business owner, it is so important to kind of delegate your time. And I can't sit on Instagram all day long, but I do think it is so important to have chunks of time where you're responding to your customer, you're getting back to them. And I just think that in general, the connection really makes a difference with people sticking around 
Um, and even just doing like little sales and little promotions or little freebies with people, it really makes a difference and makes you stand out. It makes um, them want to stay around. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, so true. And I always think about people who don't respond to comments and DMS. Like I understand that time is limited and you need to have boundaries around social media, but that would be like going up to someone on the street and being like, hi, I love that shirt you're wearing. And then just staring back at them and being like, I have nothing to say. It's like, no, you have to respond. (laughs) You have to respond. There is just no way around it. And some days it feels more overwhelming than others, but I think like if you don't do it, I don't, I don't know how you continue on, but people really like, they are so grateful every time I respond, which I feel like that's my job. So, um, it definitely keeps the connection. Mm -hmm. So as we wrap this up, we want to leave the listeners with how they can connect with you this summer and like anything special that you have going on or just, you know, what you want to update us on that's going on in the next few months. So we aren't announcing everything yet, but um, Bells is launching a style clinic and we're going to have a space that is for events that's going to be for sales, personal shopping. So we're super excited about that. Um, You can find us on Instagram, Bells Boutique Muskoka. Um, That's kind of what's going to be big. We're doing some ladies nights this year. We're going to be out in the community safely. Um, and yeah, we're just really excited to kind of launch some new ideas. And as well, we did an anniversary box last year and we are going to be doing a really big holiday one and we are doubling the quantity. So we're super excited about all of that. And it is going to be all on our Instagram. So that's where you can find us. So awesome. I feel like you always have really creative ideas. So yeah, I would highly encourage everyone to follow you guys on Instagram, just either to see how you're running your business or just to see how awesome the boutique is. So thank you so much for catching up with us. And we wish you all the best as we get into the 2021 summer season. Amazing. Thank you. All right. So we are doing our third mini segment today. I am catching up with Stephanie Dunn. You are the co-owner of Beat the Wheat, which is a production facility and bakery in Muskoka. So welcome back, Stephanie. Hi, thank you for having me. So to give us a quick recap, how has the last year been for you? What's been going on in your world? We've had lots of changes. Um, We just opened up a 3,200 square foot uh, production facility um, just outside of Bracebridge. Um, We now solely focus on production and wholesale of Eat the Wheat products. Um, We supply over 160 soapy stores across Ontario. Um, We are in over 60 um, independent grocery stores across Ontario, and we hope to uh, be available all across Canada in the next two years. Oh my goodness. So much has changed. Did you ever imagine that you'd be in over 160 grocery stores, like 60 independents, like all those numbers you said, was this on your vision board? Yes, absolutely. We, um, our long-term goal was to eventually, um, grow our business to wholesale and, um, Last year when we spoke, we were just launching with Sobeys, um, like May 2020. Um, I wouldn't at that time 
have thought we would have been this far along in our um, progress of getting into wholesale. But um, obviously with the COVID pandemic, it kind of rushed things in this direction and things just started falling into place um, in the summer of 2020. And um, we closed our retail rest- slash restaurant um, in December, just after Christmas, um, and then moved into our new facility in January 2021. So a lot has happened since we last spoke. No kidding. And I'm very curious, and I'm sure the listeners are as well. What do you attribute this quick growth to? Like, what have been some of the key success strategies that have really helped you to scale your business? Well, we just, since the pandemic and um, Ontario shutting down, we really realized um, the reach that we were getting um, online. And I think that really helped um, when we uh, launched with Sobeys, all of a sudden people started seeing beat the beat products that they could find um, up in Muskoka in their local grocery stores and people got really excited. Then our online customers started seeing products kind of uh, in their grocery stores and that just then they started talking to their local grocery stores trying to get our products into their stores and it just kind of grew from there um obviously having an online presence really helped um being on social media having an online store um just pushing all our customers to visit our website um visit our social media posts just to see what was up and coming with beat the week Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious, like, what is it that keeps people coming back for more? Like, I'm assuming you have a lot of repeat customers who show up at these grocery stores and they're constantly picking up more. So why are they coming back? What is it that's so remarkable about Beat the Wheat products? I think for us, um, just always launching new products, listening to our customers' feedback. Um, we always encourage feedback from our customers whether it's positive or negative, if it's negative, I want to nip it in the bud right away. Um, I don't want anything missed. Uh, and that's one thing that even when we have the shop, we always talk to our customers, like how are you enjoying your experience? If you have any questions about anything, about any ingredients, we try to address them as soon as possible rather than just like leaving it and just not addressing it at all. So definitely talking to your customers, getting their feedback, is really key to, uh, to having customers coming back to your products. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I think like getting into that conversation is one of the best marketing and growth strategies, because if you're just sitting in your office trying to pretend, you know, what your customers want, you might be getting it completely wrong. So I love that you make that such a integral part of what you guys do. Absolutely. So curious, have you launched any new products in the last few months that we should know about? And is there anything coming down the pipeline? Yeah, so we started um, in Sobe stores selling our Muskoka maple butter tarts, the coconut raisin and Muskoka maple. Um, In April of this year, we launched our gluten-free pasta, the spaghetti penne and tagliatelle. And in September, we hope to launch our muffins, the um, blueberry chocolate chip and lemon poppy seed muffins, and eventually our bagels as well. 
Oh my gosh. My mouth is literally watering because I haven't had breakfast yet. So you're making me very <laughs> hungry and I need to drive to my local grocery store right now to get your products. Um, that's yeah. amazing. So in wrapping this up, where is the best place for people to stay connected to you? And um, really, where can they find where they can buy your products? So um, you can visit our website, www.beattheweek.ca. And you can click on our store locator to find a store nearest you that carries Beat the Wheat products. Also, if you follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, you can find us at Beat the Wheat, hashtag Beat the Wheat. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Steph. We wish you all the best. And thank you for catching up with us. And good luck this summer. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so we're back for our fourth mini segment. And right now I get to catch up with Tanya List. Uh, You may remember her as the wonderful individual who's passionate about plants, flowers, pottery, who has the most amazing products on her Instagram. So welcome back, Tanya. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. So give us a little bit of a rundown on what's been going on the last year in your world. Um, there's been a lot actually. Um, as far as weddings go, I'm, I'm mainly a wedding florist and clearly we have no large weddings anymore. We're doing kind of small micro weddings. There was a couple last year, like nothing too crazy, like a couple here and there, but it's basically been a ton of plant sales. I am part of a collective on the main street of Bracebridge called the Annex. And um, it's a bunch of artists that kind of work together and we share the space and I'm selling all my plants and pottery there. And that was extremely busy last summer, like surprisingly busy. I think just with people trying to get out of Toronto coming up, people moving here for, you know, for good now. And I I feel like the main street, I've lived here basically all my life off and on. And it was one of the busiest years I've ever seen the main street of Bracebridge. Oh, that's amazing. And what is it like? Why are people buying so many plants right now? Is it because they're spending so much time at home? Like, what's the motive? I think so. I think they're just (laughs) staring at their house and they're like, man, I need some green space in here. Like, especially, you know, in the middle of winter where it is not very green outside, it's very white and cold. So if you put like one or two plants in your house, it it makes you feel better. Like it's actually been proven to raise your spirits to have plants in the house. So I think people are just kind of like, well, it looks pretty and it makes me feel good. So let's do it. Mm -hmm. And I can totally attest to that. Like when I look at my plants, I literally am a happier person and I love to tend to them and you know, they're my little babies. So I I talk to my plants. Like I, they always say it's good to talk to your plants. And I'm like, Oh, I don't talk to my plants. And I'm like, no, I do. Like, like, did I just say good morning to my plant? Uh, so obviously the last year has been full of kind of chaotic times, but I'm curious, has there been any particular challenges that you've encountered as a business owner? And if so, what has that challenge been? There's been like quite a few challenges. (laughs) I mean, the main one is that we can't be open. So it's like, it's really hard to sell products if you're not open. So a lot of people, including myself, have had to go to an online platform which is great. And you can sell things, but it's a lot of work. Do you know what I mean? To not only to set it up, but then to keep it updated. Like I'm fine to set it up, but then I'm like, Oh gosh, I gotta like, you know, load more products in and you know, all the pictures have to be like somewhat 
good quality or else like people aren't going to buy like a, you know, it might be a beautiful plant, but if it doesn't show that it's a beautiful plant in the picture, then it's not good. And then for many of us who have children, it's like trying to teach your child, which my husband and I have decided neither one of us are very good teachers, but it's like, we have to put in the time to do this and trying to do that while balancing work is it's really challenging. So you end up doing like, I, I'd rather just work 15 hours in a day and get it all done and then have like many more days off. But right now it's like, I work 10 minutes here, an hour there, 15 yeah, minutes yeah. here. It's like all broken up and I'm just hoping I haven't forgot anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like that layered on top of running a business, being a parent and running a business. I just uh, have so much admiration for you guys right now. Cause it's been such a crazy, crazy year. Um, and for you too, like were you familiar with running an e-commerce shop and building an online business or did you have to self-teach that or hire it out? Like, how did you navigate that? Um, I, I just, I'm part of like, um, when people pay, they use like the square program on uh, like my computer. And so they just had a website platform, like to do your own shop platform. So I was like, well, I'll try it and see if I can do it. And I am computer challenged. Like <laughs> I'm horrible with computers. And I somehow managed to stumble my way through it. I had to ask them a couple questions and yep. a friend of mine, Andrea, who owns the annex, she already has that platform as well. So I asked her a couple questions. So it's, it's doable even for like someone who's computer challenged as myself, but I'd prefer to hire it out. Like if I, if this keeps up, like Mm -hmm. I won't be able to manage it. So I'll probably have to hire somebody out, but for now I just do it. Good for you for just figuring it out and like, just, you know, being resourceful, right. Ask questions when you need to. And I think that's one thing that this year taught us is there's a lot being thrown of thrown at us that we're not familiar with. And we just need to take it, run with it, adapt, right. And just figure it out along the way. Oh yeah. Like there's so many times, like not even just computer wise, but just anything. I'm like, I type into Google, how do I blah, blah, blah. You know what yep. I mean? It's amazing yep. what you can learn on YouTube and just Google. It is nowadays. truly incredible. I feel like we're living in the day and age where you can self-teach almost anything, maybe not like brain surgery, but things like building a website, all the tutorials are there. So it's a good reminder for our listeners. Like if you want to learn a skill, like go seek out a course or a YouTube video, there's so much free content on the internet that can teach you how to do the things you don't yet know how to do. (laughs) That's how I was doing pottery. Like I had taken a couple of classes here and there from like some great potters in the Muskoka area. But, you know, clearly everything's been closed for the last hour so or last year. So I'm like, okay, like, how do I center my clay better? And like, I type it like on the computer and then I would watch a video and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try that. Yep, absolutely. So I'm curious because the last year we haven't been able to be in stores shopping and maybe, you know, coming to your studio to see you, what has been working for you in staying connected to your customers? Um, Mostly Instagram. Like I find... Instagram's been great. Um, Most people are on it nowadays, I would say. And that's how I find people. Do you know what I mean? Like if I'm looking for like, I don't know, like a great shop downtown Bracebridge that sells, you know, 
clothing then I would go on Instagram or if I'm trying to find like some new pottery inspiration yeah. I go on Instagram so it, that's probably the biggest thing I would say mm-hmm. like, I know Instagram is such an amazing tool like love it or hate it it definitely is effective especially for business owners to stay connected to have that visual representation uh, especially when stores are closed so yeah. it's a good tip and if I just put like a picture of a plant or a piece of pottery on Instagram, you wouldn't believe people like, Oh, and they'll just say like, can I buy this? And yeah. like, that's how I sell things. <laughs> it's amazing. I know you almost don't even need e-commerce or an online yeah. website. You could just do it all through the DMS on Instagram. Totally. Totally. Uh, so as we're approaching the summer of 2021, like what are the best ways for us to connect with you for us to come find your work uh, and what's going on that we should know about? Well, you can start with Instagram and like that I find is the best for myself. And then I also am at the annex, which is the, it's 27 Manitoba street, downtown, downtown Bracebridge. And there's myself, a bunch of other artists there. And I've kind of got a little bit of everything going on there. Um, like lots of plants, lots of pottery there, but I really update the Instagram like daily. So that's kind of like where things like go on there first before they even actually make it to the shop. Like sometimes I just sell them before they even make it there. So it's probably the best thing to do is just go to Instagram. Amazing. That's a good insider tip to find all the latest and greatest on your Instagram because it may not even make it to the annex. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for catching up with us today. And we wish you all of the best this summer as things go back to normal and people can come shop your work a little more easily. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. So we are recording part six of our catch up episode with our amazing business owners from last year's series. Uh, And today I get to sit down with Claire Jordan. You guys probably remember her as the founder of Cala House of Color. So welcome back. Can you remind our listeners exactly what it is that you're up to and what you do? Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you for having me back. Uh, Yeah, so I have a boutique store in downtown Bracebridge. Uh, We're located at number 26 Manitoba Street. uh, And we are a home goods and gift boutique. And we particularly specialize in sourcing handmade goods from different artisans across Canada um, and from around the world. So we've some um, a lot of really unique finds. Um, we do a, a range of goods from uh, eco-friendly home goods to craft ideas like cross-stitch and puzzles. Uh, we have gorgeous ceramics and uh, we sell a range of home linens as well. Um, and one of our uh, greatest additions uh, to the store in recent times has been plants. So we also have some nice greenery in the store as well. Love that. And I'm looking at the shop behind you and it looks so colorful as usual. So it's so nice to see it back in action. I'm sure that the last 12 to 14 months have been anything but easy. So I'm curious in your words, how has the last year been for you? It's definitely been uh, challenging and turbulent and sort of, uh, you know, a lot of curveballs thrown our way. Um, I certainly felt that, you know, at the onset of this, um, I felt a major pivot for me to really focus on my online store and social media presence. And and while I had those things before, I don't think I'd really given them the emphasis and the time that they needed to really grow them. Um, so that was a big focus at the onset. And then, 
uh, you know, we were open for the summer. So we're very lucky because in Muskoka summer is our hay time, you know, where we really are a seasonal, uh, seasonal area. So for us, it was very important that we had that time. Um, and uh, so we were sort of back to business and we had a very busy summer here in Bracebridge in terms of retail and restaurants. So we're very lucky that way. Um, and then, you know, it sort of felt like things were back to normal. And then oof, then in the fall, we we sort of got hit with the, the wave again, which was somewhat expected, I suppose. But again, we were sort of lucky that we uh, were able to stay. We had a, a closure for a while, but we were lucky that we were able to stay open through the holidays. And that was also a very good season. And I know a lot of our counterparts in Toronto and other areas weren't so lucky and, and really felt so much um empathy and sympathy for them to have to go through that season because i know businesses in toronto christmas is their season you know versus us having that summer season um so really you know um felt lucky in some ways that we had a lot of time that we were open um but you know those times that we weren't open it was really just focusing on the online presence um i had incredible support from the local community here in bracebridge um going to my website ordering online or calling me up or sending me a note via Instagram and ordering things and doing curbside and I was doing deliveries and it just felt so amazing to have that support and uh, and genuine support you know I know a lot of people they might have sort of got on the bandwagon of shop local but I really felt like it was they were embracing my store and they wanted my store to continue after all of this. I think that's so awesome to hear. And it certainly is a testament to how incredible the community is in Bracebridge. Uh, so I'm really glad that you shared that. And, you know, one of the themes here on the podcast is always celebrating like those little milestones as an entrepreneur, because sometimes they feel like they're few and far between. I'm curious, is there anything that you want to shout yourself out for or celebrate um, anything big or small that you've uh, you've had a win at over the last year? I think in particular, just being able to use the downtime um, or the closed time, we should say, effectively, as I said, like in particularly focusing on online and that my sales got boosted so much through that avenue. And I hope that that can continue. Um, another thing was during the closure, I actually um, worked with the town of Bracebridge to get a, uh, it's called a, a building improvement grant um, that they offer to commercial businesses. And I redid the front of my store, which was a dream of mine to do so we got you know a brand new facade put on our store and and that was a you know majorly thanks to the town of Bracebridge for um offering a grant and, and allowing me to do that you know because investing in your business at that time was sort of hard but I also wanted to make use of the time when we were closed so so that's been been really great so there's definitely been positives that have come out of this time and I think it has just allowed me to expand and grow even more and be ready for now what's to come hopefully being open uh continuously. <laughs> yeah. And we are recording this at the end of June. And that means that summer is kind of officially kicking off here in Ontario. So I imagine a lot of people are going stir crazy. They're ready to get out on their weekend escapes or their week long vacation with the kids up to Bracebridge. So I'm curious, how can they find you? How can they connect with you? And what can they expect when they come to the shop? 
Yeah, uh, so we are fully open now into our summer hours. Uh, we are open seven days a week. As I said, we're located right downtown at 26 Manitoba Street. Um, and so they can expect, you know, to come in and uh, find a lot of new products. I spent a lot of time adding a lot of new lines, sort of switching things out. And um, we've sort of, as I said, made the store a lot brighter and it feels bigger in here with, with the renovation changes. Um, and so they can look us up online. Our website is www.kalahouseofcolor.com and our Instagram is at Kala House of Color and uh, same for our Facebook um, and just pop on and they can always browse ahead and sort of see what types of products we have and, and they can call ahead too to make sure that what they are looking for is in stock to save them a visit if they feel you know that maybe they don't want to come into the store yet and they're still a little bit apprehensive um, always just give us um, give us a call or a message um, but I would say overall too just for the downtown here in Bracebridge the the feeling of um, excitement and just sort of the buzz that's coming about um, throughout the town it just feels really awesome right now it feels like we're just sort of on the cusp of a new growth and um, I think that people will just love the diversity of stores that we have in town and and all the restaurant patios that we have so we're just looking forward to welcoming everyone back and into our stores and and just enjoying that summer life that we're so used to here in Muskoka. Totally. Yeah. I'm so, so excited to pop in and for anyone who is curious to hear the backstory of how you started the shop and really how it all came to be, uh, they can listen to our previous episode. I'll reshare that in the show notes. So thank you so much, Claire. I know you are busy opening things up and serving all of your clients once again. So we appreciate your time and we cannot wait to come visit you and to soak in all of the beautiful stuff inside of your store. So thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method Business Coaching Experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.